This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today we're going to be chatting with Lisa Mandel about how dead people are everywhere and so much more. Lisa is an evidential medium, Reiki practitioner, and teacher who started leading guided, medita guided meditations during her freshman year in college. Was that for beer money? <laughs> no, it was to get people to shut up and calm down. <laughs> I love it. She has a BA in journalism and is a retired television news producer. After raising her family, Lisa returned to work as an administrator in a law firm. As an evidential medium, Lisa helps people who have lost a loved one reconnect with their loved one's energy to help bring peace and healing. She also works with tarot cards to help people get a better understanding of what is happening in their lives, what has influenced these events, and their, where their actions are taking them. She also teaches others how to listen better to their own inner guidance in medium and psychic development classes, monthly meditation groups, and various workshops throughout the year. Lisa is one of my favorite soul sisters of all time, and I just love her energy and all the dead people she brings with her. <laughs> Welcome to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People, Lisa. Thank you, Jamie. I'm really glad to be here. So every show, I pull a card. So today I'm using the Path of the Soul cards from Cheryl Harnish. I love these cards. They're so amazing. And we got the Renewal card. Spirals represent healing energy. What does the spiral mean for you? Oh, spirals represent pathways. And for me, it is going back over and over a lesson or or some sort of subject where you're trying to get a deeper meaning to it. The first time you pass something, you get like a surface thing and you're like, oh, I get it now. And then you come back around and you realize that there's way more to it. And then you get a fuller and deeper understanding. And then again, you get to the, oh, I got it all now. And then you come back around again. You know, you keep going until you say, okay, I'm thinking there's probably going to be something else, although I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Then you find you've hit your center and, and that's it. Isn't that so true with this journey? Every, every turn you're like, okay, I'm really rolling now. And then, oh, there's a whole new <laughs> chapter to this. Like, <laughs> and that's a really, really powerful card. Um, and I love the idea of continuing to reinvent your knowledge and experience different aspects of it. Because that's really what we're here for is to learn and experience. So perfect. Um, I'm gonna guess, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like you're one of the people in my corner that knew other people lived in the house growing up. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought everyone 
everybody had that experience. Turns out some people don't. <laughs> I found that out earlier on because not all of my siblings had that. My little sister and I both did, and we shared a room. So, you know, we both saw the guy in the corner, or we both saw, you know, the little stuffed animal move, or we both saw, you know, different things and felt and experienced different things. My other siblings would look at us and say, oh my God, that's just the babies, you know, they're playing, or we're like, sure, you didn't see that. <laughs> really? The teddy bear move. And What's it's, wrong with uh, them? You know? <laughs> But it turns out that people see what they want to see and what they expect to see. And if they're afraid of something or if it's something that they're just not ready to accept, you'd be surprised at what people could not see right in front of them. Yeah, it's amazing. And I applaud you for continuing to honor that connection from childhood, even though there were some naysayers around you, because that's not always the case. You got to know my little sister, which <laughs> fortunately you do. I do. Um, <laughs> so when uh, when my sister grew up and, and went away to college, she took a year at uh, Duke and studied in their parapsychology department. And we were doing experiments, you know, over the phone because she was in North Carolina. I was in Virginia. And um, so we kind of kept in touch with all this stuff throughout um and before she had passed we were both in psychic and medium development classes together and then after she passed we were in psychic and medium development classes together and you know she comes in often so not honoring that connection is really not an option for me yeah yeah and i had the privilege of sharing some of those classes with both of you and when deb was there physically and in spirit so <laughs> That's awesome. Um, tell us about some really interesting stories that you have experienced with spirit. My most amazing one, you know, and if I'd have thought about it and it wasn't just a, an audio show, I probably would have had it prepared to show the, the video of it as well. The most amazing one that's happened so far happened just this past September. I was up in Lilydale with some friends and we were doing uh, some healing work and had gone out into the forest to the um, to the stump where they've been doing messages and healing for well over 100 years now. And one of the traditions that we have is to take a picture on our way in and on our way out. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. It's in the forest. There are no lights. There's a moon sometimes, but you know, you're in the forest. It's dark. Right. And so we'd gone in, we went to the stump, we did uh, healing stuff with each other. Most people would think of it as doing like Reiki, but just kind of like power Reiki. And Ooh, I like uh, that. <laughs> so on, on our way in, we took a picture and there's us and, you know, Blackwood's behind us. And on the way out, there's a picture of my friend. There's a picture of me. And standing next to me is a picture of my husband, who's been gone since 2004. And I mean, there's no mistaking him. There's no mistaking his profile, his face, um, for people who didn't know him or who had issues, you know, seeing it, I took Photoshop and I put a picture of him and then I Photoshopped the other picture on top of it, not changing anything, just putting one on top of the other. And it was just like, so I knew amazing. this story. It is so amazing. 
and I know you, you've shared this story with me and I still have goosebumps every time I hear it. Um, if you would be interested in sharing that picture, we'd be happy to add it to the show notes so that people could see how amazing it really is. I would be happy to share it with you. It's, Fantastic. One of the things that I, okay, most of what I do is what's called mental mediumship. So the information comes to me in my head and then I, you know, share it verbally with people. One of the things that this has been is something called physical mediumship, where it's something that can be seen outside of what's going on in my head. And what I've been working more and more on in the last year is a lot more of that physical mediumship because I needed to see more, you know, every once in a while, everybody, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing it forever, every once in a while, you're like, am I making that up in my head? You know, did I really get something from somebody else or is this me? You get right. that, right? Absolutely. So having something external to be able to say, here you go, just kind of like, you know, helps to reinforce it for those days when it's just kind of, you're feeling a little uncertain of yourself. Absolutely. Um, I'm thrilled that you're expanding your experience into physical mediumship because you are one of the most gifted mental mediums that I that I know and have the privilege of spending some time with. Thank you. I, I use the the term evidential medium often. Would you tell us a little more what that means? Because people always ask. An evidential medium is a medium who gives you information that they would have no other way of knowing. It's not something that I could have read in a in an obituary. It's not something I could have picked up on your Facebook page. It's not something I heard you talking about your with your friend as you were walking in. It's something that I would have absolutely no other way of knowing other than somebody's telling me. So either you're sitting here telling me and I'm reading your mind, I cannot read people's mind, or there is someone on the other side who's giving me this information to prove to you that they're not on the other side of anything. They're just right here. So they give me these pieces of evidence that you would recognize you, the person who's being read mm -hmm. so that you can say, Oh my God, that is this person. Uh, and that is so often the case. They're like, Oh my God, how'd you know that? I, <laughs> I did a reading for someone one time in a circle in a, a development circle so it wasn't even like a paid reading and i got this weird painting of an of an older woman and i described it and she was holding a cat and the girl followed me to my car to tell me that, that was her nona and she hated the cat but she always like was nice to the cat because this girl loved the cat and she's like oh, i just it, it took me this long to believe that that, that was really her. And I was like, ah, can I can I just get in my car? Like, <laughs> I, I gave you what I got. <laughs> but different. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Different people have different um, senses that they use when they're doing their readings. Some people see, some people hear, some people just feel. I think sometimes for the feelers, it's a little bit harder. For someone like me, my first one is seeing, so I can see stuff. So I can describe what I see pretty well, and that usually is is very helpful for me. Absolutely. So do you see physically outside of yourself, or do you see internally? Or both? Both. Most of the time, it's in my head. Um, so like if I say to somebody, 
Do you know what a, a red sports car looks like? Everybody will get a picture of a red sports car in their head. It may not be the same red sports car, but everybody gets a picture of a red sports car. That's usually what I see when I'm seeing stuff. But when we were, for example, at the Scranton Cultural Center last month, and I was doing readings um, at the show that they had there, there was a balcony that was on the other side of where we were set up. And I could physically see in those seats the, the dead people for the people I was reading. So it was real easy. So I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, he's wearing, you know, this jacket and it's got this logo on the side and he's got a baseball cap that's got this logo on it. And the two don't match. And, you know, he looks like this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it wasn't just somebody sitting up in the seat because there's no way on God's green earth I would have been able to make out that detail from that far away. Right. So what are, what's something outlandish that spirit has wanted you to tell their loved one? I don't know that I can come up with something outlandish right like that. That like <laughs> that's a really hard question to answer. Well, I've had, and it's normally an energy that's familiar to me, not necessarily um, like just a, a stranger that I have had no earth sign connection with. Mm -hmm. But I had I had a really funny one last week. The brother had passed, and. <laughs> He wanted me to tell his family that his teeth looked better in spirit than they did in his human body. I, I was like, what? I love when there are weird things like that that come through. And also like, you know, when they're coming through, they're coming through with the stuff that meant a lot to them. And they usually focus more on the good things than the bad things. Yeah. So like somebody comes to me, it's like, you know, I sat with my grandmother as she was so deteriorated and, and, you know, just taking gasping desperately for those last breaths. And, you know, that's the main thought in the person who's here is head. And the person on the other side does not want to be spending time in that those last months of, of agony. So when they bring back a memory for me, they bring back, you know, joyful memories. Hey, do you remember when you and grandma went to the park and she got you the red balloon and the, and the um, big ice cream cone and you were holding on to the ice cream cone, you let the balloon go and then you started crying and then the dog came and took your ice cream, you cried some more and then this guy came and gave you this big thing of cotton candy and you started laughing and you just went through all those emotions in like three seconds and your grandmother just stood there with her mouth open. She's like, well, yes, but did she remember I was sitting with her when she was dying? <laughs> Yep, she was there. It's okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like it's hard for you to turn off the flow of messages? Um, we have uh i do a show all day or an all or you know sometimes all weekend um i'll do classes that run all day at the end of the day i usually try to take a couple of minutes in a room with nobody and nothing maybe a little bit of chocolate to kind of bring myself back down and quiet everything down before i get on the road um but generally speaking we kind of worked out a thing years ago my my guides and i Okay, this is when I'm reading, this is when I'm open, this is when the stuff should be coming in. 
please don't do it when I'm driving because you know I don't want to get in a car accident. <laughs> Not in the bathroom because just cuz, you know. So you know we got times when we're going to do it. So they kind of help me to to filter out some of the stuff when it's time for it to start shutting down. Yeah, I I use a similar practice, and I have had some experiences where there are bleed throughs that I aren't ex that I'm not expecting. Like I was in the bath one time and my husband's grandmother was insistent, same personality in life. Like now we're talking now because nothing else exists but me. So I had to call him in. I'm like, could you come in the bathroom with me? I know this is a little weird, but Nana has a message and she wants you to have it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, but it, I find that it's really a, a fascinating, rewarding gift to be able to deliver to people these messages. What's your experience with that? I think probably the starkest one for me was I was called to a home uh, for a family whose son had passed. And there was some question over the cause of his passing. And there was some concern that there may have been someone or something else in play. Um, so the, the family was just distraught and overwrought. I knew nothing of the person who had passed. I knew nothing of the family. They were, you know, out of town in a town I'd never been to, but I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who'd heard of me, who gave them my name. And, you know, they took like this big winding path to get to me. Um, so I go in the house knowing absolutely nothing other than they lost a child. And uh, as the information came through to me, I was giving it to them as, you know, we did. This is the evidential part. This is I would have no way of knowing. They didn't know some of the stuff. The police who investigated didn't know some of the stuff. So, you know, obviously there was no other way I could have gotten it than he was right here in the room telling me. And when I left the room that day, the mother was crying, but she was crying when I got there. But the crying when I was leaving was more of a relief. And a, now we have a sense of closure. That's got to be, I think, the biggest thing is being able to give something like that to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that I can't imagine that mother's grief. But knowing that you were able to like, create a different experience, shift the energy, give her some of that closure, like that's just immeasurable. Most of them aren't like that. Most of the people who come, you know, want more mundane things, you know, right. does my boyfriend like me as much as I like him? Uh, am I going to get that job? You know, um, is it time for me to quit my job? Um, you know, what do you see coming up for me next week? You know, things <laughs> like that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more mundane. Um, yeah. But when you get those, I, I had a guy last summer who came in to one of uh, for a reading, and these are my favorite. Comes in inside, dark glasses, hat, uh, big long coat, arms crossed. Like <laughs> my wife said, I had to sit with you, and I'm like, oh, remind me to thank her. <laughs> but he sits down like that the whole time, and we start going through. You know, he's like. 
by the way, I read cards and I'm going to know if you're wrong. I'm like, joyful. Spectacular. <laughs> um, so we were about halfway through the reading and the glasses come off. We go a little bit further, the jacket comes off. We go a little bit further, the hat comes off. We get to the end. He says, okay, gets up, walks away. I'm like, okay. Four months later, I see him at another show, just kind of walking down the street and, um, you know, walking down the, the, the rows. And he walks up to me, he says, you know, you really affected me and you helped me to be able to see some things that I wasn't ready to see and to be able to face some of the demons that I was trying to hide from. So thank you. And they walked away. I mean, it's just like, okay. That was a lot of expression. <laughs> so, you know, things like that really make it worthwhile. Yes, and for sure. Going in between the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to make sure that we touch on, on tarot because Tarot is honestly something I have very little knowledge of, and I consider you to be just amazing with it. So let's talk about it. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, how long have you been doing tarot? What's your favorite? Like, tell tell me your your tarot story. Uh, shortly after I graduated college, I was a television news producer, and one of my directors said to me, "You have the gift." and handed me a deck of cards and i'm like what's this <laughs> so i i studied them a little bit i played with them a little bit i put them away and i would take them out every once in a while but more as a gag thing than anything else you know with friends and stuff um and then about 10 15 years ago i started needing some serious answers to stuff and was not totally trusting everything that I was just receiving in my head. And this is part of that whole, phys I need a physical thing that I could see. Um, so I started learning the cards in depth. And I can, I tell everybody, I do a, a monthly tarot circle where we, you know, go over a card a month, you know, this is the ones, this is what the ones look like, this is what ones mean, okay? If you only use that definition, you're gonna suck as a reader, but you can do that. Now, what does it say to you? What do you see in the card? What's your eye drawn to? What is spirit using in that card to get the message out? Okay, let's look at a spread. And then we do a spread and everybody reads everybody. Um, so everybody gets, you know, reading from like four or five people or up to 10 people for $15. Ooh. So it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a good time, but it takes you, we take everybody through the story of the tarot. So would you like the story real quick? Yeah. Okay, so the tarot were created a long time ago and the Rider White deck, which most everybody uses for their first deck is based on a very biblical kind of archetype thing. So you start with the ones. In the beginning, God created man. Man could do things all by himself. He doesn't need anybody's help for anything. So ones are all about new beginnings and being able to do things independently and being in charge. Then God created woman. So now you have twos. So you've got decisions and you've got to start to learn to work together and you got to start a balancing act. And so twos are all about balancing and decisions and things like that. Man and woman together made babies. So threes are all about things that you create together. 
way back when, when it got to like autumn, late autumn, everybody would come inside because it would be cold and, you know, they didn't have anything to, to protect them from the weather. So they stored everything inside and they brought all their animals in and everybody was all together in these four strong walls. So fours represent the four strong walls around you. Are they keeping you in and protecting you or are they caging you, depending on the part? Then we get to the fives. We're at like February. You've been stuck inside with everybody for all these months. You're ready to kill each other. So fives are all about conflict and strife and rivalry and, and people not getting along and nobody listening to each other and just Arr. six spring comes along and everybody runs out. We're free. Yay! So um, sixes are all about going out and finding your joy. So you find something that brings you happiness and, and you're really good and you kind of hang out there for a while and you kind of stagnate. So sevens are all about lighting that fire to get you moving again. So if somebody lights a fire on you, you start running. Eights are like, wait a minute, you just took off. Did you look which direction you're going? Take a minute, look around. Is this where you want to be going? Nine is you're almost at the top of the hill. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to go a little bit further. It's that extra inspiration you need to make it. Tens, you made it. It's the end. Ta-da! So 10 is completions. There's the whole story of the tarot. That's, Everything in it is nuanced. Well, and and that makes it far more understandable. Other, you know, like, because you look at these cards and you're like, oh, they're really nice, nicely depicted and, and cool graphics. But but that distillation really makes it understandable. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And then you've got the suits, okay? You got four suits just like a regular deck of cards. So when you've got a whole bunch of cards that come from what's called the lower arcana, which is the ace through king, hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades. But instead of hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades, you've got the cups and the wands and the swords and the pentacles. So if you get a whole bunch of cards from that part of the deck, that says a whole lot that's going on in your life, you have control over. Stop mm -hmm. blaming other people, take responsibility. Huh, novel concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The second set is the major arcana. So when the major arcana cards come out, that tells you when there's things going on that are outside of your control. Sometimes it's the universe stepping in saying, hey, you need a little nudge. Sometimes it's the universe stepping in saying, hey, we're here to help. Sometimes the universe says, time for a test. I hate those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I find a lot of times people like us have a lot more major arcana cards in their spreads than lower arcana. Hmm, interesting. So that's the, the tarot in a nutshell. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's far more to it, but, oh, yeah, thank, but thank you for that overview of understanding. So the next time I have a reading, I'll have a little more insight. Not a lot, but a little. <laughs> so, or you could come to our classes. Yes. Every month we do a different one, you get a different reading. And, and again, it's a whole lot of fun. You know, people get Absolutely. together, there's no pressure, there's no wrong answers. And I'm standing over everything the whole time. So if something starts going sideways, I can bring it back to center. Fantastic. So on that note, where can people find you and learn more about you? My website is journeywithlisa.com. And you can find all the wonderful things that I'm doing there. 
You can also find me on Facebook at Wilkes-Barre Psychic Development or Wilkes-Barre Me Wilkes Meditation. Um, we I generally work out of Inner Peace Health, Healing and Wellness in West Pittston, Pennsylvania, uh, right on Wyoming Avenue. We've got this gorgeous old house that was built in the mid 1860s. Um, or you can just ask Jamie, she'll tell you. <laughs> and we'll include links to connect with Lisa in the show notes, because I know trying to spell Wilkes-Barre on the fly is probably not going to be all that simple. So <laughs> it's like trying to spell tonkanic. <laughs> so right. So we'll be sure to include some links to Lisa's information and her sites for you guys to learn more about Lisa. Did you bring a meditation or something fun with you to share tonight? Like to 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 do right now? No, to 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 put to the link. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry, I wasn't clear. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you go to my website, which Jamie's going to give you a link for, and you go into the shop, you'll see there's a whole bunch of things in there. And one of the things in there are my meditations. And there is a chakra meditation in there. And everybody who is listening here has the special code journey. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. You put that into the uh, little coupon thing when you're checking out and it's free. Well, thank you so much. That is such an amazing gift. And we'll link that with the code uh, again in the show notes. So then you don't have to try and remember how to spell journey. <laughs> um, there are also, if you're, if you do uh, like meditations and you're interested in some of the meditations uh, during the pandemic we had a lot of people who were struggling very hard at the beginning um, and I know there's still a lot of people who are struggling yeah. very hard but we have meditations available on the Wilkes-Barre meditation website or Facebook page so if you want to look uh, and listen to some of the old meditations you're absolutely welcome to the Archangel meditation I think is the favorite so far awesome I'm totally going to check those out. I find Lisa's meditations to be super effective. And there's just some soothing note in your voice. So I'm definitely all over that one. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time and space and your wisdom with us tonight. There is a ton of information about Lisa attached to this episode. So be sure to look her up. And thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's been a pleasure. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.